What is up, guys? Welcome to episode one of Culture Buzz. I'm your host, Peyton Warren, founder and owner of Quarterback Culture. Today, we will be discussing recent trade rumors with Russell Wilson. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are far apart in contract extension. J.J. Watts signing with the Arizona Cardinals and Deshaun Watson told the Houston Texans he will sit out this season unless he is traded. So let's jump right into it. So we're going to jump right in to the Russell Wilson trade talks. I think this is one of the bigger headlines leading up to this NFL season, along with the Deshaun Watson trade talks that we will jump right into after this. First, Russell Wilson came out a couple days ago and said that he would like to go to four different teams if he had to pick, if he had to get traded to, and those teams were the Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and Bears. Now, if we had to rank landing spots for us best to last, one would be Dallas, two would be Chicago, three would be Raiders, four would be Saints. The Saints are four only because it's unrealistic on the Saints side, and here's why. They would have to pay Russ, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, offensive line guys, now let's jump to the defense. Michael Davenport, his fifth-year options coming up. They're going to have to pay him soon. Cameron Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, Demario Davis. All right, they have to pay all those guys. And they would lose a couple of guys. One, to get Russ, they would have to give up a big, a big guy, big-name player, I would say, in one of those positions most likely on defense more to get Russ. So they would lose a piece there. They would also just lose pieces because they would have to pay all these guys. So that's why they're last in my list. Dallas is first, and we're going to jump into that in a minute. Let's go over Las Vegas and Chicago real quick. Raiders. They have a better O-line, which is what Russ wants. He wants a better O-line. He's been preaching that for multiple seasons now, but he hasn't got that. He can get that at Oakland, but he won't get the same level of skilled players on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Chicago, they do have a better defense, in my opinion, than Seattle. They're more complete. They're more of a full team on that side of the ball. We jump to the offensive side. Their line, their offensive line, yeah. I would say we can say it's even or give the edge to Seattle. But skilled player-wise, Tariq Cohen, he isn't a Chris Carson. All right, he's a above-average back. Allen Robinson, that's the piece that's determining Russ's landing spot, I feel like. If Russ knows Allen Robinson will be there, he will be fine with going there, like he already stated in his list. But I feel like if you take Allen Robinson away, who does Russ have to give the ball to? In Seattle, he has DK, Tyler Lockett, all right, Chris Carson, Chicago, if you take Allen Robinson away, it's just hard 
I think it will be hard for them to win, hard for Russ to have a productive year. Let's go to Dallas. I want to touch on Dallas for a little bit longer because I think this is the most interesting spot for Russ to land in, and here's why. Let's look at the NFC East. Yes, the NFC East is not one of the best divisions in the league. They're one of the lower-end tiers of divisions in the league. I think Russ can can excuse me, thrive in the NFC East more than he can in any of those other divisions that he would be in. Let's rank the NFC East quarterbacks with Russ in it. Russ is obviously one. I would go Daniel Jones two, Jalen Hurts three, Washington's quarterback four. For right now, we do not know who is going to be taking that first snap for Washington week one. All right, could be Taylor Heineke, could be a rookie quarterback that they may draft. Could be a free agent quarterback. Could be a veteran quarterback that they sign. We don't know yet. All right, so I put them at four for that reason and that reason only. So don't come attacking me for that. All right, our list could change soon come preseason, all right, or after the NFL draft. We just don't know yet. So we named the NFC East quarterbacks. Let's put, let's say Russ goes to the Raiders in the AFC West. He would have to face Patrick Mahomes twice a year, maybe even three times a year if they make the playoffs, if they meet in the playoffs. All right. I would not want to do that. I would not want to face the best quarterback in the game right now twice, twice a year. I just would not. All right. Justin Herbert, a young quarterback that is looking to make that next jump in this league. I am a huge Justin Herbert fan. He is one of the most complete quarterbacks at a very young age in the NFL. I suggest any of you young quarterbacks out there, watch his game. Watch his film. Watch how he throws. Watch his throwing mechanics. Watch his hips. All right. Watch his progression reads. Watch his whole game. He's a very good quarterback to watch. Then the Broncos, yeah. Drew Locke, all right. Hasn't lived up to the expectations. All right, but they got a good young offensive core over there with Cortland Sutton when he comes back. Jerry Judy, Noah Font, Noah Fant. Um, Melvin Gordon had a great, I would say, bounce back season. All right, he didn't have an amazing season that a Derrick Henry had, but coming from the season he had in his last year with the Chargers, I would say that was a bounce-back season. He made great strides towards the end of the year with the team, really produced for them. That defense at Denver, I think they can figure it out with Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, figure all, all those pieces. But for the AFC West, like I said, I feel like I would not want to see Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes twice a year. 
maybe even three. Never know. So let's put Russ with the Saints now. Let's put him in the NFC South. Let's put him going up against Tom Brady. I would not want to face the GOAT twice, maybe three times a year. And if the Bucks, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are anywhere close to what they are going to, what they were, excuse me, what they were last season, their Super Bowl season, I still would not want to face that defense twice a year, maybe even three times a year. All right, we saw what happened with the Saints with Drew Brees. In that playoff game, the Bucks defense came and they played. And they embarrassed that offense for the Saints. Right? Drew Brees, all-time greats, looked not so good against that Bucks defense. The same could happen to any quarterback. Not just saying Drew Brees, all right, never know, but in my opinion, I think the Bucks would Give the Saints with Russ problems. Let's put him with Chicago. Up in the NFC North. I would not want to face Aaron Rodgers twice, maybe three times a year. All right? And like I said about Justin Herbert, for all you young quarterbacks out there, watch Aaron Rodgers. Excuse me. If you were to take one thing from Aaron Rodgers, is his... Hip mechanics. Aaron Rodgers has one of the best hip movement in the game that we've all seen. The way he approaches the game with all his mechanics, his full body mechanics, all right, his base, his throwing mechanics, his hips, his progression, his reads, just like Justin Herbert. Aaron Rodgers is a great, a great quarterback to watch and learn from. So back to what we were saying about ranking Russ in those divisions. Clearly, the NFC East is the place to go. I think he can win. I think he can win that division. I think he can win it easily. I think it would be not so much a landslide, but I think it would be the easiest route for him to get into the playoffs, and that's the goal for NFL teams. Take care of business for the regular season. All right, get into the playoffs and take care of business. I think with the NFC East, they can take care of that division. The Dallas Cowboys with Russ can take care of that division, get a good seed one through, we'll say three. One through three, if that team stays healthy, all right, if they're a full team, all right, they have a good leadership role with Russ and a couple of the other veterans that they have. I think. They could make a run in that in the NFC playoff side. I really think they do. I think I think they could give Tampa Bay a little bit of run for their money, even though I just hyped them up a little bit with the Saints comparison stuff. I think Russ with Zeke, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb. Don't forget about Michael Gallup. He was a very underrated wide receiver three in the league. Think they could do I think they could make some noise. Now the offensive line, which is Russ, which is what Russ wants, is an offensive is a better offensive line that he doesn't have in Seattle. I think they Dallas could figure it out for Russ more than Seattle can. Really do the defensive side. 
Yeah, Seattle has a better defense. All right, Cowboys have had some issues with that. I think they figure it out, though. I really do. I think Dallas would figure it out, get Russ in there, and they would make that push that Dallas fan base has been wanting for many, many years now. They didn't get it with Tony Romo. They were close but couldn't get it done. Dak, they've had some hope, couldn't get it done. And it doesn't look like the Cowboys really want to keep Dak long term. It's most likely going to be Dak getting franchise tagged once again for the second consecutive season. His franchise tag is worth up to $37 million. So I think they are looking to upgrade that position if the opportunity is available, and it looks like it is. I think the Cowboys would reach a little bit for Russ, but I think it would be the right reach, if that makes any sense. I think they would give maybe an extra pick just to get Russ, just because he's proven more than Dak is. Not knocking Dak at all. Dak, in my eyes, is a great quarterback when healthy. I think he's a top 10 quarterback when healthy. All right, we saw that last year before the injury, even though they were playing from behind for almost every single game that he was in. He made the plays. He brought them back. All right. So when he is healthy, he is a top 10 quarterback in my eyes. But if the opportunity is to get a top five, top four, however you see Russ is, Russ as, excuse me, I think you take the chance. I really do, especially with the group that you have skilled player-wise with the offense. I really think you can make it work. Now let's jump back to Seattle's side real quick before we jump into our next topic. Seattle just needs to sit down before they sit down with Russ, sit down with Pete Carroll in that offense, or excuse me, that front office, and say, look, what do we need for Russ to say, for Russ to stay? Sorry. And if that's getting two to three guys on the offense line as an upgrade, tell Russ and say, look, this is what we can do. How do you like it? If he stays, awesome. They can put all this behind. If not, get Russ out. Honestly, you can say that you're going to go through a rebuilding phase because it's you just can't replace Russell Wilson overnight with a, with a free agent signing. You just can't. You just can't. So that's so that's our that's my side of things for the Russell Wilson trade talks. I think Dallas bottom line is Dallas is the place to go for Russ out of all of those teams personally for him to win to win now, all right? He's get he's going to get up there in age before we know it. All right? He's won one Super Bowl, he's been to two back-to-back, lost in heartbreaking fashion. Against Tom Brady and the Patriots on questionable, questionable play calling on that last drive. But now, let's jump over to the other big headline in the NFL regarding Deshaun Watson requesting a trade multiple weeks ago to leave Houston. Now, kind of after the season, reports came out that Deshaun wanted to leave Houston, a lot of backstabbing going on. He was told that he would get certain things, more more shots being called, that he could 
call by himself, take up with the front office that he's not getting. That he's just not getting and he's done with it and he wants out. Him and the new Texans head coach Dan Culley had a meeting last Friday. Deshaun Watson, the main point in that meeting that we found out is Deshaun Watson will not play for the Houston Texans this upcoming season. If they do not trade him, he will sit out, and he told Dan Culley that. Deshaun Watson will lose up to $3 million if he does sit out this season. Now, I think he is so fed up with that organization, that front office, he does not care that he's losing money now. He wants out. He wants to go to a place that he trusts overall. He lost that trust a while ago. I would say once DeAndre Hopkins got traded and all that transpired, I think that's when the trust, not only from him, but from the locker room. I think the locker room lost trust in that whole organization. And even with J.J. Watt, we see that now. He lost trust a while ago, too. He left. He he just signed with Arizona today, which we're about to get into after this. Which is just... They had a great core with Deshaun, D-Hop, J.J. You know, Jadavion Clowney had some good, good, good plays in there, good games in his duration there. But Bill O'Brien just lost that locker room. And in any level for any sport, not just football, if you lose the locker room as a coach, it's very hard to be a team. It's very, very hard to win games, get trust in your players, get from a player's perspective, get trust in your coaches. And we we could kind of see that with Houston this past season. So a couple teams have gone around with Houston, or excuse me, with Deshaun, where he will land. First started out with, you know, Miami, then came Patriots, then came the Jets, a couple other teams, 49ers. But now the two top teams are Denver and Carolina. I think if Christian McCaffrey is not involved in that trade, Carolina's the place to go. Deshaun Watson's from Gainesville, Georgia. That's right, that's right there near home. All right, play with Christian McCaffrey. DJ Moore, all right, Curtis Samuel. We do not know with Curtis Samuel if he is going where he will land this free agency. Defense is starting to get up there, drafting guys. All right, Matt Rule, rookie NFL coach last season, didn't have a great season, but maybe he can figure it out. Going over to Denver, young offensive group over there with Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant. Jerry Judy, all right, KJ Hamler. They got a couple guys over there. Don't have trust in Drew Locke anymore. Not living up to expectations that they thought he would live up to. So it'll be interesting to see where Deshaun lands if he will be playing football this upcoming season. So now let's go over to the J.J. Watt trade. Or, excuse me, signing, not trade. 
today, or Monday, J.J. Watt signed with the Arizona Cardinals for two years, $31 million, $23 million guaranteed. Now, the big question I would say is, is this an upgrade for Arizona? Yes. In my opinion, yes. Buda Baker, Chandler Jones, now J.J. Watt. All right, throw Isaiah Simmons in there. He started to figure out at the end of the season his role. Isaiah Simmons didn't really know his role at the beginning of the season, wasn't making plays. All right, figured out his role. All right, started making big-time plays mid-season to, to the end of the season. Excuse me. Now let's look at the offensive side. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Cliff Kingsbury is figuring it out as an NFL coach. Still very young. First season, didn't have great success. Second season, rookie year Kyler. Third season, all right, he's figuring it out now. All right, he's starting to figure it out now, and I think he'll do – I think – He'll finally figure it out and get Arizona into that playoff push. I think they can make some noise in the league. And here's a question I want you guys to answer in the comments. Is Arizona a Super Bowl sleeper team? I think it's way too early to tell. I think they are a playoff sleeper team. I think they can make some noise. I think they can maybe make the divisional round, maybe even the conference championship and, you know, shake it up a little. But we'll see how this season we'll see how this season goes for them. Last topic we're gonna get into is Lamar Jackson and the Ravens contract talks. Reports came out Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are far apart in contract talks. I think Lamar had too many expectations going into this past season, coming off of that unbelievable MVP season. I think everyone looked at him, including myself, thinking he would do the same, if not more, than what he already has done. And I just think it's just so hard to do again and we give him so much crap about it. I think Lamar Jackson is the most athletic person on the field when he's on the field. I think he can do it all, but the one thing I would say that he needs to fix personally about his game is his throwing, right? His throwing. If he fixes all that out, fixes all that, excuse me, and he'll be complete. All right. One more question I want you guys to answer in the comments below. Do you think he deserves this contract? This big contract, contract extension, max contract along those lines. Do you think he deserves that? All right. He got his first playoff win. Starting to figure it out. All right. Do you think he deserves that contract? We're just going to answer a couple questions here before we head out. If you want to 
ask us any questions, make sure you follow us on Instagram at underscore QB culture. All right, we did a poll. Any questions you guys want us to ask? Joel Lewis asked, who inspired you to do what you're doing? To answer that, I would say my dad. I've been around my dad with football my whole life. When he was coaching when I was young, I was always with him. All right, I kind of just sucked in all that knowledge that he was teaching to his players at the time when I was young. So I kind of just grabbed onto that and kind of just ran with it. Once I got out of high school, kind of what I wanted to do, found a passion for it, found a love for it, found a love for it during high school, I would say. Always figured out I wanted to be a coach. Probably my junior going into senior year of high school. So we will answer one question each each podcast. So leave any comments, questions, we'll answer them. A little preview for next next episode of Culture Buzz. We will have a special guest on the show. All right, next episode will be a little bit longer. Talk to our special guest that will be released tomorrow. A little bit more of a preview. We'll be talking college football next episode on episode two of Culture Buzz. We'll be talking about preseason rankings, Heisman favorites, playoff predictions, way too early playoff predictions. So leave any feedback on college football that you guys want us to cover. Any questions, Any anything about college football, we will gladly talk about it. This was just the intro. Thank you guys for listening and joining. We appreciate it so much over here. I cannot wait for the next episode and talk to all you guys. Thank you for listening again, and I hope you guys enjoy. See you guys later.